And how do I tell my wife that the job that we moved out here for was yanked out from underneath me? They make it sound so harmless, you know. Uh, A corporate reduction in force. R-I-F. It's a riff. I wasn't fired. No, just the opposite. I was riffed. Gee, that makes me feel so much better. Rift. R-I-F. It might as well be R-I-P. Yeah, just put it on my tombstone now. He was rift away. Who knows where he is now? Yeah, and hey, boss, you know, your reduction in force is my reduction in hope. You know, what am I supposed to do now? How am I going to make my next mortgage payment? And what, what, about, what about Andy's braces? And Emily's hopes for going to college? Man, I, I just hope we can survive. I hope we can, we can even have a decent Christmas this year. I hope... I hope... I hope. What does your heart hope for? In what way are you perhaps feeling a bit hopeless? These three Wednesdays in the Advent season afford us the opportunity to consider the following proposition, that our hearts and our homes were meant to be filled with hope and peace and joy. Hope and peace and joy. 
Those are the three themes we're going to emphasize during these three Wednesdays in Advent. And all three of those words are mentioned in a Bible passage written by St. Paul to the Romans in chapter 15, verse 13, when he said, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we all overflow with hope this evening. Hope, peace, and joy. You might say that they are the marks of an Advent heart and the marks of an Advent home. So tonight we're focusing on the first of those, hope. I ask you again, what does your heart hope for? Tonight I want to challenge you to reconsider the meaning of the word hope. You know, we often use the word hope as like a synonym to the word wish. For example, we say, well, I I hope I get good grades in that class, meaning, well, I'm wishing for some good results. Or we say, I hope I get what I want for Christmas this year, meaning, well, I'm wishing for that new bike or that new phone or that new VR device or you fill in the blank. Or we say, moms and dads, don't we say, hey, I hope the furnace lasts through another winter. Amen to that one. And so often our hopes are really mere wishes. But you know, when you're truly feeling hopeless, and when you're wondering how you're going to go forward in life, mere wishing, that is hoping in that sense, really doesn't do much for us, does it? It doesn't bring much comfort to our hearts nor to our homes. But what I want us to understand this evening, friends, is that when the Bible uses the word hope, it means something much more profound than just a mere wish. In fact, biblically speaking, hope equals certainty. Certainty. It's a certainty centering on a person. It's a certainty made even more certain when God kept his ancient promise to send the world a Savior. Yes, in a stable, in Bethlehem, that promise was fulfilled. Hope was born. The Word became flesh. You see, Jesus is our certain hope in a world of uncertainty. He's our certain hope because that little baby boy lying in a manger grew up to be the very man who would give his life on a cross for you and me and all people. And by his self-sacrifice, Jesus took care of our very worst problem, our very worst debt greater than any financial debt we might face in this life, the debt of our sins. He took all of our sins and he removed them from us forever at the cross. And hope was made absolutely certain when that crucified Savior then rose from the dead on the third day. And now the living, breathing Savior Jesus is able to give you and me real hope The kind that lasts not for a short time, but lasts for all eternity. 
For you see, through faith in Jesus, our Savior, we are certain of something that we cannot yet see with our eyes and yet we know in our hearts. Eternal life awaits us in heaven through faith in Jesus. This is the hope of which Paul was speaking in the Bible passage that we heard our student read for us a few moments ago from Romans chapter 8, where St. Paul said these words, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. There Paul is speaking of hope as a certainty, something that is definite. And that certainty, friends, is what gives us reason to be hopeful, not hopeless, no matter what challenges we might be facing in our everyday living here on earth. You see, the fact is that the God who loves us enough to assure our eternal future also loves us enough to be right there with us here and now in the midst of whatever circumstances we may be facing. So friends in Christ, this Advent season, I want to encourage you to take time to reflect on exactly what it was that the shepherds found in that manger on that silent holy night. For there, in that little town of Bethlehem, Hope was born for you and for all humanity. And so may your hearts and may your homes be filled with Christ, who is indeed your hope now and forever. Amen. At this time we gather the offerings for the Lord's work. And as the plate comes your way, Uh, There is a black booklet at the end of the pew. If you wouldn't mind putting your name and other information in there just to register presence with us tonight and pass that to your neighbor, please.